Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Beaver Bites. As always, we are your co-hosts, Miguel Morales and Lars Gunderson. And today we are joined by a very special guest, but I'm going to let Lars introduce her today. So Lars, who do we have today? Yeah, she's been a good friend of ours for a really long time, yours and mine. And uh, yeah, today we're joined by the lovely Corinne Nelson. Hey guys. Welcome Corinne. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. I had actually a pretty fun day today. Um, we got to eat a lot of food and then study in between because finals weeks is next week so okay yeah okay but i am stuffed i ate so much today but you had fun right i had a lot of fun it was good to be able to hang out with good friends and um try new things and we'll reveal what those new things were so okay well we're happy to have you on our show so and corinne is there anything you want to tell the fans about yeah any announcements <laughs> beat me to any, it any yeah. big deal <laughs> occasions anything going on well uh, miguel's roommate uh he's been mentioned a few times he's his name is nathan well nathan um proposed to me uh this past sunday so i said yes um, <laughs> yeah um and he just did an amazing job uh just did it did it in a way that i didn't expect and felt super loved and i cried the entire time and miguel got to witness me <laughs> miguel was uh um what my roommate called the the what was it um my fairy guide <laughs> Something very good. Miguel was in yeah. the car with me uh, as we were going on the scavenger hunt that Nathan had prepared for me. And by the end of the scavenger hunt, he was proposing. So Miguel went the entire time. So Miguel was just like playing music while I'm like sobbing and dripping snot in this <laughs> car. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. And it's I'm super excited. And people keep asking me like when the dates are going to be and I'm like I don't know I have like finals next week I'm like <laughs> I'm thinking about spring break yeah. like save that planning for later we yeah. got beaver bites to we, deal yeah, with yeah seriously exactly right so, yeah <laughs> but nevertheless congrats thank you we hope to hear about that date when you get to it don't worry about it now right. we don't need to hear that right now but Lars we don't normally do this but what I want to do real quick is just kind of introduce Corinne a little bit so, Corinne, take take a take about a minute. Let people know who you are, what you do, what, what are you involved in the community, just so people kind of know who they're talking to here. Uh, well, okay, putting me on the spot, but that's okay. Um, basically, I was born in Spokane, Washington, but raised here in Oregon, so I'm not a true Oregonian. Um, but I came to Oregon State. This is my last year, so I came to Oregon State in 2015. And my major is uh, animal science with an option in equine studies. So I look at horses practically in, in my uh, day to day. Um, I definitely was heavily involved in the marching band here. If you guys are listening, um, love you guys a lot. Go Beavs. Um, that was another thing that I say, used to say a lot. I don't really say that much anymore. It was Go Beavs. That was my like. Now you say Beavs. Now I just say Beavs. Yeah. I've just all you reply beebs. with. There you go. Beebs. Um, but I played trumpet for most of my life, but then I had the opportunity to be one of the drum majors, which is one of those conductors uh, that you see on the sidelines. And so that was uh, an honor to be a part of that. Um, and I actually met Nathan through the band. So, you know, there's connection through that. But I met Miguel. Actually, uh, we go to the same church together. Same with, well, I met Lars at, uh, through band, but he started coming to the same church too. So heavily involved with that. I just want to... Um, continue to stay in Corvallis because of just like what that community has brought and what life have gotten out of that community. So, um, I love food. Like I don't, um, <laughs> I don't shy away from packing it away. I've been told that by a few people. They're like, dang, Corinne, you can pack it away. And I, 
packed it away just an hour ago. I was like just munching and munching and poor Nathan, he and I were sharing some of the food that we were at at this one specific location we'll talk about. And I just, I ate all, mostly the fries and, and, and the other things. And yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And Lars, just really quick. I want to ask Karen a few food questions. So I'll come up with okay. a couple. Oh. You'll come oh. up with a couple. Oh, okay. okay. Put me on the spot now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I know we didn't prep for this beforehand, but I just kind of want to throw food questions Swing her way. Okay. See what she's about. See what kind of, what's her internal yeah. foodie. So, Corinne. Yeah. First restaurant you ever went to in Corvallis. That would be Thai Chili. Actually, Thai chili. Ooh, okay. Um, actually, shout out to Mark Andrews and Alex Oshower. They they introduced me uh, to Thai chili. Mostly it was Alex just because he was a year older than me. But uh, Mark is a good friend of mine and um, Alex is too. And we, we went to Thai chili a lot my freshman year. Like I probably – I spent so much money there. Like <laughs> I had practically almost – not everything on the menu, but I had almost everything on the menu. That's like fun. I just wanted to explore because I was like, wow, Thai food? Wow, I've never had Thai food before. So obviously the first thing I ate there was pad thai. So I was like, got to get the classic stuff. But probably like fall and winter term was like 14 times. Like, oh, dang. Okay. Fall term 14 times and like – winter term 14 times so it's good it's yeah i would highly recommend it um my sister when she lived in monmouth she booked it all the way over here which is about a half an hour drive to get thai food from corvallis because thai chili is pretty pretty uh good so it's up there on my list actually you mark and alex uh are the reason i love thai chili (laughs) there you go i tried it once my freshman year or something hated it bad experience and my own fault (laughs) and and then came back with help from you three, and it was fantastic. All right, so Lars, I'm going to let you ask one now. Okay, and we'll switch back. This to is me. the most important question mm. about food: mm. tomatoes, fruits, or vegetables? Well, scientifically, this is my uh, <laughs> animal science background coming in and having to take a plethora of bio classes. Uh, flutes are f- flutes. Well, mm-hmm. fruits are classified as. Um, Basically, the 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 growth that comes from trees, but they encase the seeds, uh, or not the trees, but certain plants. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, but the they encase the seeds, so they if they have seeds, then they're considered a, a fruit. So obviously, you'd look at a carrot and be like, well, there's no seeds. It's like a root and tuber system. Mm-hmm. Um, but tomato, um, because I come from a scientific standpoint, I would consider that a fruit. I'm glad you know the right answer to that. Yes. Tomatoes are, in fact, the one true oh, fruit gosh. and the best fruit. And if you disagree and you don't eat the Mike apples, then, you know, we might have a problem. Man, this is like, this could be a debate of like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Like, we could get into that oh, right oh, now. Sure. But no, no, <laughs> like, no. That's a whole like, I have oh, so many theories. <laughs> that's a whole separate episode. Like, that's like, like <laughs> if we could just sit down. I have like people that I could probably bring here yeah, to be like, Colton like and Cade, Colton and Cade. hit you guys that, up. That was a heated debate. Gosh. We'll keep that. In our tabs, but for now, let's let's refocus. <laughs> Moving on. So, Corinne, my last question to you: Number one, guilty pleasure food. Man, that's hard. I uh, keeping it like I guess general. Like I'm, I'll take salty over sweet. I'm not a really big like candy or sweet eater. Like I will eat it no problem. But okay. like, oh, what are what are just a couple of names that come to mind of foods? Like, for sure, 
But I don't do this a lot. I don't snack on it a lot, though. But when you do. But when I do, mm, I would say, like, so this one recipe I make right now is called German Slashes Hash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's got potatoes and bratwurst sausage, like the Johnsonville, like the really quality good stuff. Okay. And onions and cabbage. And that's all it is. And some people are like, really? Like, four ingredients? You wouldn't know what? And it, but it's like... I don't know how it all like works, but the when you put the sausage in, like the juices and like the fats from the sausage like seep into the potatoes, so it like creates like this bratwurst smell and taste that like expands in the entire dish. And then you add the cabbage, which adds obviously some some fiber if you know you want to think to that extent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but it adds some crunch and a different kind of texture that you wouldn't expect. I keep forgetting, oh, this is something I love to do, you put um, cottage cheese on it. Some people hate that. They're like, that's disgusting. Why would you put, and I know some people eat cottage cheese with like fruit, <laughs> and Miguel's like cringing over there. Oh, um, but I personally like the cottage cheese on top because like it adds, like you have this warm, super tasty and salty food. And then you put some of the cottage cheese, so it's, like, this cool, like, different kind of combo. I think of, like, the movie Ratatouille, like, when he's eating the strawberry and cheese, and it's, like, wow, like, these, like, music notes and all that. It's kind of what I think of with that, so. Okay. But I will say, if I would pick, like, a sweet food, it'd be my chocolate chip cookies. And I'm not trying to brag, but because I got that recipe off of a really good friend of mine and roommate, hashtag uh, Jessica, love you. Um, So I make those all the time, and I will eat those. They are good. I can vouch for that. Yeah. They they are good. Yep. Lars? Can also vouch for that. Got your final question. Oh, I need another question. For Corinne. Yeah, it was was two piece. If you don't have one, that's okay. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, What's your favorite restaurant in Corvallis? Wow. Taco Vino. Hands down. Actually, some people don't like it. Um, And I've had interesting conversations with that. But I like it because, like, um, part of it, there's, like, fond memories there. Like, uh, Nathan and I went on our first unofficial date there before we were actually dating and we don't really like to say that. Oh yeah, it was totally a date. No, it wasn't. So, so there was that. But I think for what it is, it it kind of reminds me of Portland and in in Corvallis. Like you get those like really interesting mixes of like different styles of restaurants and stuff. But uh, I really like the the type of food that they have there. Um, but yeah, yeah. Right on. Sweet. Good deal. Awesome. Well, again. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive into our episode, Lars. But before we start, Lars, we do have a couple of announcements. So do you want to hit our listeners with those real quick? So, uh, well, first off, I, I'm, I'm not sure what all you have in mind, Miguel. But uh, <laughs> but, but first off, there's uh, we just want to apologize that we're a week late on this. We had, we were, had some pretty busy scheduling and... Just couldn't quite work it out. A lot of life stuff. Somebody going on. in his life, you know, casual. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, you not know. Have, uh, we're not we're not trying to throw you under the bus, Lars. But for those of you listening, Lars recently started a relationship yeah, with someone yeah, yeah. and may or may not have interfered with our Might scheduling podcast. Fever bites a times. little bit and scheduled him uh, meeting her parents. You know, yes, but <laughs> there is grace here. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're <laughs> We're not going to bash you for uh, being in La La Land for a little bit. So, I mean, we've, we've all been there. It's it's all right. It's it's, an it's, a, it's a fun stage, being Twitter page. It's, it's a fun you know? stage. You're yeah. like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we did talk about this. There was actually some scheduling conflicts with me, too. 
Uh, also, I, I'm pretty sure Corinne had plans that this last weekend, so I don't know if the whole day would have worked out. I didn't. But that's fine. Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I knew like, I, uh, I knew I had a thing or two going on, and I said that's definitely okay. Let's just push it for next yeah. weekend. Did but I? that's that's the reason why we're about a week behind, and so we just wanted to apologize for that. You know, those of you who've been listening, we appreciate it. But we just had a little bit of a bouncing around of schedules. Um, but the other announcement is be on the lookout for our Instagram page Woo. that we're hoping to start up. But if you don't have Instagram and have all the other social media platforms, you can still follow us on Facebook, which is just Beaver Bites. And then you can follow us on Twitter at Beef Bites. And then you can also... Add us on Snapchat at just Beaver Bites, all lowercase. So, just a good reminder of that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only follow you guys on Spotify. I should really like expand my social hey, platform. That's, that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's, that's I'd okay. say the platform you're listening on is probably the most important subscription. Yeah, yeah. that is the most important. As long as you're listening, we're okay with it. I do listen. Awesome. We appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I, I tried to at least, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind of why I'm here because I listened to that one podcast about like send us an email and we'll see if we can. And now you're here. Yeah. There I am. Yeah. Here, 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 I am. <laughs> here I am. You were very quick to send that email. Yes, I was. She was very quick. <laughs> <laughs> but let's dive in. Dive in. So yes. first place, we'll start with our miscellaneous morsel segment here. So Karen, I'm gonna give you the honor to introduce where we went to today. So at the crack of the morning, as in 8 a.m., um, <laughs> Miguel and Lars picked me up from my house, and we went to, uh, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but there's a coffee shop uh, called Tried and True, and uh, it's a really, really popular place in Corvallis. They opened up a location down in Southtown just a couple years ago, um, and I personally, like, think it's a really, really good coffee shop establishment. I get their coffee a little too much. There's <laughs> something I should probably, like, slow down in spending. Um, but I was thrilled when I got uh, to hear that we were getting to go to Tried and True because I kind of think of myself as a coffee connoisseur. <laughs> okay. Very, very subtle. Not, I don't get that. I don't show it in people's faces. I do own a Chemex. For those of you who know, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, you're probably like, what is that? But, you know. So for perspective, the pour-over <laughs> coffee that I was ranting and raving about last episode, that was made in a Chemex. She has that, like, every day or something. I have it. I I try not to have it every day, uh, but I make it every other day. It's just, it's, they just, the whole style of it, the pour over really breaks, uh, breaks away like the bitterness. You don't get that bitter taste of the coffee and then the flavors. It really accents like the notes. So we got to go to Tried and True today and we all got different uh, drinks to really see like the spread. Um, Mm -hmm. But granted, I'm a little bit biased because I've had almost everything. I need to try, like, the matcha latte and, like, a few of their other stuff, though. But pretty much almost everything. Pretty <laughs> much almost everything. I, I know that they make their caramel uh, in-house, as in, like, it's homemade, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of impressive to me to mm-hmm. know that they do that. They take the time to do that. Um, and they are just, a, just like, the, the people there. They're very sweet and very personable, like, and they make really good coffee. Um, there are some things that I would like to improve. 
for their uh, business, but uh, we can get into that. Okay, right on. And just for those of you who don't know, so the, this is the downtown location we yeah. went to. Yeah. Um, so that location opened up in 2014. Uh, the owners, are their names go by the names of Ann and Colin Schneider. And so they are the two owners of Tried and True. And then the Southtown location opened up in 2017. So that's just for you guys to get perspective. And they do get their uh, coffee beans roasted by a company that they own also called Bespoken Coffee Roasters. Which I didn't know, actually. I was kind of shocked to like hear that. I was like, dang, like you have two businesses and you combine the two. That's, that's pretty pretty smart deal that you have going on. Yeah. For that, mm-hmm. so. And that was a common thing we saw at Coffee Culture. They have their own bean roasting mm. company mm. that they supply their own, you know, their own businesses with. So I feel like that's like a common thing we've we've seen so far at at least the coffee shops we've been to. We didn't ask about that at Imagine Coffee, but yeah. that is a common thing. But let's dive in. So Lars, let's start out with what you got today. Yeah, I uh, took Corinne's recommendation on this one. I got a caramel latte, mm-hmm. um, ordered it extra hot. Yeah, extra hot. Not sure it actually came extra hot, but I was actually okay with that. I, uh, you know, it was... Miguel likes to talk about that drinkable temperature, and I think they were maybe a little below that. Could have gone for a little hotter, but, but uh, you know, it was good. It was um, easy to big, take big gulps and really get all the flavors, and uh, yeah. You, you guys got to try it. What do you, do you have any thoughts on it? That is my go-to uh, drink that I get from there, just because I'm, that's like that sweet, like, thing that I, like, really like. There's, like, particular sweet things that I like to enjoy, um, but... That's, like, one thing that I would, like, desire for them to do better at is, you know, I don't want my coffee to come out warm and then, you know, five minutes later it's cold. And I've had that experience a few times. It's just a little sad, but I'm like, no, it's so good, so I drink it even though it's cold. So that's why I said, you know, hey, extra hot. Um, you can even say, like, hey, like, I want 185 degrees, and then you can <laughs> actually, like, they'll they'll measure that temperature for you oh really um, they do wow, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. okay my i got that from my uncle my uncle loves really really hot coffee and so he'll be like can i get this coffee 195 <laughs> and like he'll just i don't know how he drinks that but like um, <laughs> right. but i was also in the same boat as you i was like man like, ugh, like it was not as good as it could have been it was still tasty like i enjoyed the sip that i had but yeah one right. thing I'll say about it is that presentation is mm. outstanding. Yes. They make sure yes. to. We were talking to to the lady afterward, and she was saying they gave them special intensive training for quite a while after they start working to make sure they have consistency in being able to to decorate their drinks and get that that latte art going. Didn't they that they have to like do a test before they can actually go on to the bar? Right. So they're on register until they like are able to like get up to that standard, which I was like pretty impressed by. Yeah, yeah. They they seem like they were educated and trained well. Uh, but quick shout out to them. So shout out to Bailey, and I think the other barista's name was Thea. Tia. Tia or Thea. I think it was Tia. Okay, Tia. so yeah. Tia. Shout out to you. Shout out to Bailey. Uh, super nice girl, willing to take the time answer questions. Uh, but yeah, I would agree that with that too. Aesthetically, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, temperature, yeah. I'm, a, I'm I'm the temperature guy here. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a little shy, maybe like. I don't know, I would say five, eight degrees more, and you got yourself a decent range, you know, a cup of coffee where it should be. I I will say it's, for me, it was more sweet. There was that, like, light, thin, I don't know, layer of bitterness to it. 
I, I could taste some bitterness. Granted, was, you don't drink coffee. I don't so drink like, coffee. The so. moment you taste coffee, you're like, what? Like. Right. So I am sensitive. It was sweet for the most part, but I could taste that bitterness. It stood out to me. But nonetheless, it was enjoyable. I did enjoy it. it I, obviously, I wouldn't buy it on a regular <laughs> basis, but I did enjoy it. I What I got to try, I thought, well, this is enjoyable. Yeah. One thing I really noticed about it was, um, you know, if you think of like like ordering a drink at Dutch Bros, I know that's kind of the, my go-to comparison for coffee, but you get that just super sugary, sickeningly sweet drink. I think they were they. It seemed intentional that they were trying to avoid that, and um, they really. It was really subtle sweetening, really subtle flavor. I actually couldn't quite taste the caramel a lot of the time, but when I did get it, it was really nice. And I think what they were trying to do there is really accentuate just the flavor of a latte. And then have caramel be the accent, an accent. Yeah. So what I actually said in there was it's like the bubbly or LaCroix of of a latte, you know, as opposed to like a a Sprite or 7-Up where you've got the really, really sweet stuff. It's in your face, yeah. It's like they whispered caramel at it while they were brewing. (laughs) I like that, the whispered caramel. That's interesting you say that because I get like I also get Dutch Brothers a lot too because like it's a little bit cheaper than Tried and True. Tried and True is a little a little bit more on the expensive side, mm-hmm. um, so, but I get caramelizers from them, the Dutch Brothers, and I would totally agree. It's like you take a sip and you're like, cool, my glucose spike just went up. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And on that next one, Corinne, you had the. It's called a cortado. Cortado. That's what it was looking for. Um, it is, for those that don't know, basically, and I was explaining this to the guys earlier today, I was like, okay, so basically the, the way that they come up with the names is dependent on the coffee, what's how much coffee's in it, to a ratio of like either mm-hmm. water, yeah. which is the Americano, or the, the amount of milk. So a latte has more milk than a cortado. So a cortado okay. is an espresso shot with steamed milk on top of it. And you, mm. if you want that milky kind of, like, f- warm flavors in it, you have to, like, stir it into the cortado. Right. And so that, that was that layer we saw. On yeah, the, yeah. Like, that okay. difference. It's, like, it was – it's the milk still seeped down into the espresso, so it still had that nice, like, milky and coffee color, that nice light brown that you like to see. Right. But it's still – there's just, this, like, a good inch of just the foam, which – Personally, and I got this from my mom because she worked at Starbucks for seven years, um, but she big fan of the foam. And because of that, I'm a big fan of the foam. So to see the art that they do is also impressive to me. Um, but to know that they actually do, I don't know if you guys noticed this, they did different art for each one. Okay. The, the, okay. the milk. So um, yours had like yeah. that like double heart big, shape. You, for your coffee, you had that heart and mine had like heart. a few little circles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Making it special. All right. But that foam is what really, that's what introduces you to the drink. So you taste that and you're like, mm, ooh, that's yeah. really good foam. Yeah. But that Cortado, um, I don't normally get Cortados, but I know based on experience and having my uncle try it, because he's also a big coffee fan, like I said, um, he was like, man, this is amazing. And I tried it and I was like, this is amazing. Like you still get that really nice, sharp espresso taste. But you get that pairing with the milk that it's like, mm, right. it's really good coffee. Okay. What yeah. did you think? You know, this is a good time to bring up the roast. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had some debate about that. Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan of coffee too. Um, I'm, I'm not quite connoisseur level, but I kind of know what I'm talking <laughs> about. And um, so their coffee always tastes really sour to me. And it just has this weird okay. sour taste. Um, and so that, I'm not crazy. 
No. <laughs> that is this, I would say, as somebody that drinks a lot of their coffee, I would say that that is kind of an underlining flavor that I get. Yeah, know, I get, that's them. most of what I get. It's yeah. just sour. And I kind of miss out on the f- just good coffee flavor that I'm looking for, really. Um, and what I think that is, based on a couple people I've talked to, um, my dad and, and the, a guy I work with who used to roast for Allen Bros, um, is I guess that is very likely because they kind of under-roast their beans compared to, to the, what I am used to. Um, and you can kind of tell, I'll post a picture I took of their roast, but you can kind of tell it looks a little more raw than what you're used to seeing. It doesn't have that dark, glossy finish. It's a lot lighter in yeah. color. Yeah. 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 And um, I, my dad was actually saying that they do that in, when they're teaching people how to, when they're teaching people about the finer points of coffee and picking up on those notes, they will intentionally under roast it because it makes it easier to pick up on those flavors. Okay. Which so. is probably why when you looked at those, well, when you looked at the, the, the beans that they sell, they have multiple different bags of the beans that they sell from different parts of like, you know, sometimes you get it from like Africa or South America, but they have so many different notes to them. So that's probably why they do, like you were saying, like yeah. they under roast it. So you can taste like there's one, um, flavor that I got a while ago that it, it tasted like a blueberry pie. Huh. It was intriguing. After a while, I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with the blueberry pie. <laughs> but it was intriguing because you got the blueberry and then you, there was like some pine note in it. It was really interesting. All these different flavors are super popular over the summer. So, wow, yeah. that's interesting. That like, I guess that would make sense why they do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next time I should go into it with that mindset of just really trying to pick out the notes because mm-hmm. it's not like it's gross. It's just not quite what I'm used to. It's so. a very right. different, yeah. Like, you know, not a lot of people are used to that, you know. Yeah. Um, Starbucks coffee is like, they. I feel like they kind of over-roast sometimes. <laughs> so that there's their coffees are very distinct as well, so. Yeah. Right on. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know much about coffee. All <laughs> I know all is intrigued over all there. I know is that this thing looked like a dessert to me aesthetically. The temperature was better; it was closer than what I was looking for, but it was just bitter to me. I was just like, uh, "Okay." What did you have, Miguel? Share that. Well, I had the hot cocoa. Yeah, or yeah, the hot cocoa. Hot chocolate mocha. No, no, it wasn't a mocha. It was a hot chocolate. It was a hot chocolate. chocolate. They call it hot cocoa. Spelled like cocoa, but anyways. Cacao. Cacao, whatever you want to say. But yes, mine did have a heart. It had it displayed, which was beautiful. Made me feel special. I was like, well, that's nice. Yeah, yours was actually the first to come out. So we really got to just be like, whoa, look at that art. They're all like mesmerized. It was was beautiful from the start. A wide rimmed cup, too. So I had so much room to work with. It was was a nice, well presented cup of cocoa. And I was like, and then you could just, like, that first layer is just, like, a cloud. From, it's like, that foam. It's like that foam. That, that foam. That's it tastes like a cloud from, like, the heavens. It's yeah. just like, mm, yep. you know? And, yeah. and the temperature, yeah, it was on the cooler side. But if we get past that, the taste, nonetheless, was it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, the one question we didn't ask was whether it was water-based or not. Oh, shoot, like, yeah. Because I kind of found, like, a little bit of water residue in it. But, I mean, regardless whether it was or wasn't, I... I really liked it. I yeah. thought it was okay. Just be like, yeah, let, let me get that temperature a little bit up. But other than that, you know, I really liked it. And I know you guys got to try it, so I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I, I thought it was delicious. It was more of like a, um, I guess, 
closer to like a darker chocolate. It wasn't that super overwhelmingly sweet chocolate flavor, but more like actually kind of made me think of your chocolate chip cookies now that I think of it. Really? Where, where it's like the maybe, I don't know if, about if it's dark chocolate in it or if it's just not quite so milky or not quite so much sugar, but like a little the, more of the, the cocoa flavor the, than the milk chocolate flavor. Because like that cocoa flavor kind of has like that just bitter taste to it. Just yeah, a little just bit. Barely. Like that bitter yes. and dry That's what it was. Taste. Remember that aftertaste I was telling you guys about? You're yeah. like that's, trying to figure out it. That's exactly yeah, what I was feeling in my okay. mouth. Okay. That's what it was. I was like, what is that? There's like a hint of something. You guys are like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you were like trying to I'm like, like is that? it's eight in the morning, we Miguel. Like, bite a donut you took beforehand because you didn't have a clean palate. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. I mean, Corinne had a maple bar for us, which was nice. That was the was one. Good. Well, I wanted to show you guys that, like, you know, they they have like good quality stuff other than their coffee. Oh yeah. And my yeah. bad. I thought they actually made their donuts. They actually don't. It's from Nut Cakes, is what they said. Um, yes, it and, is from that case, which is local, I believe. It, so that is local, which is awesome. And yeah. that was the other thing that um, Bailey and Tia talked about is the owners. Um, and Bailey is a gal we ran into that has a lot of networking no. connections. And Bailey no, was no, the no, other. No, no, no. Oh, my bad. That was that Claire. Was, that, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was Sorry, Claire. sorry. Exactly. Bailey is someone else. Bailey was the he, guy who was. Guy was my bad. I'm mixing Maggie, names up on. here. Let's get back to it. Sorry. Um, but Bailey and Theo were talking about how uh, the owners are very, very locally oriented. Mm-hmm. Like they, like, Anne, I believe that's the the co-owner um, and the wife uh, ta- is on the board is what Theo was saying for like Corvallis of like the commissioners or something like that. Oh, I missed where that. Cool. They, yeah, they ta- where they she there she's heavily involved in the local aspect of what Corvallis has to offer and um they've done like a few events like the uh, coffee cupping is what they do and for a cupping uh meaning as in like they have people come in and ha- taste different types uh, and styles of coffee so it's like a everybody gets to come together in a community-oriented event they don't do that as much as they want to because it's kind of on the back burner but sometimes they also get to open up their south town location to all these small um business vendors and a few of our friends actually got to be a part of that like arete shout out to arete and like uh <laughs> shout out to chris Roth, <laughs> yeah owner of arete <laughs> rachel too rachel yeah Roth, so and, good and, friends of ours. and bethany they they have small businesses and so they got to showcase that so i, th- I found that awesome that like you know they're a very popular small business but they want to incorporate other businesses as well right to yeah. provide because it's like coffee you bring in community with it and so oh, yeah. i think they really really embrace that for sure and one really neat touch i saw was they had a pot of flowers on their on their counter and i was just while we were talking to her i looked down and they actually had business cards for the local florist who provided that pot of flowers for them yeah so not yeah. only are they very local, but they're citing their sources. You know, they're, they're trying to <laughs> they're promote that business. Visually citing their sources. <laughs> yeah. Take notes, people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. Well, I mean, that was part of our miscellaneous morsel, and that was that was early in the morning. But we did have other places that we will dive into next. So, Lars, let's talk about that franchise location, which is the most recent one we went to today. Um, just, just a heads up, there is a video of Lars and I eating blazing wings, but I want our listeners to go check it out on our Facebook page and Mm -hmm. our other social media platforms. Um, it didn't go as smoothly as we wish, but we'll, we'll let the, we'll let the listeners decide that on their own. But anyways, 
I think I just gave it away by what we ate. But Lars, <laughs> where did we go to today? We went to the favorite of Nate Hayfley, Buffalo Wild Wings. Happy dubs. Woo. That's right. So we went to Buffalo today. That was more of our dinner today. Uh, it was cool because we had other friends going. We had Lars' now girlfriend, Cassidy, and your now fiancé, Nathan. That's weird for me to say, honestly. I haven't even, like, wrapped my head around that. I'm like, I have a fiancé. This is interesting. I love it. But it's like, I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah. It's, like, still hitting you'll me. Get you, like, so then you'll get to the husband stage. And then but. I'm like, yeah, he's my what husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm always stumbling over my words. But they joined us today, which is awesome. But I want to, and I know we had different foods going on because we, you ordered that, you we guys wanted that, you guys wanted yeah. to split this, da, da 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 So I just want to, let's just talk about some of the, for the most part, the wings we had today. So Corinne, what kind of wings did you and Nathan share over there? We, we had, uh, we had a traditional and the boneless combo and you can get like a side of like fries and coleslaw and like vegetables with that. Um, so I mean, not, not as important as the wings, um, and the two that we picked for flavors, so the boneless, we had a bourbon honey mustard. And then the traditional um, wings, we had a teriyaki, I believe. Okay. Um, and the bourbon honey mustard was probably the tastiest, like, wing I've ever had. Granted, I haven't, yeah. like, yeah, well, I don't, this is probably my my second time ever going to a Buffalo Wild Wings. I've never been to one as much as... Nate Hayfley, or as a few of uh, our other listeners. Um, but um, to be able to, like, taste that, I was like, dang, this is actually pretty good. I never – I was kind of, like, hesitant when Nathan was like, ooh, like, honey mustard, this would be great. And I was like, oh, okay. And I tried it, and I was like, dang, like, this is this is actually pretty good. Um, I'm personally a big fan of, like, the boneless. I don't really want to have to work at my meat, <laughs> you know, to actually eat it. So when we got to the teriyaki, I was like, yeah, it's, like, good, not my favorite. And I think partially it's because, like, I had to, like, really, like, you have to, like, think about what you're doing, you know, when you're, like, eating your wings, you know. Yeah. Instead of just, like, enjoying the food, you're like, okay, I have to, like, work at this and, like, make sure that I'm not, like, over, like, not, I guess, not having manners. Well, it's hard to eat wings with manners anyways. But, like, you know exactly. what I mean? I'm, like, ripping off, like, some of the skin. And, like, all this stuff is flying. And it's, like, dang. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy my meal. And, like, teriyaki sauce is everywhere. Like, <laughs> so that's the, the the wings that I had. Yeah. I actually got the bourbon honey mustard as well. And that's funny. I, that was my least favorite of the three I got. Really? What? Oh, well, yeah. actually, yeah. I mean, in comparison to the other one that you had, I really, the tasting, yeah, I, also, I was like, dang. Yeah, cool. the three I got were the bourbon honey mustard and uh, honey barbecue and then garlic parmesan. That one was the standout. That, that yeah, I had a piece yeah. of that and I was like, Whoa, Was it like, Nathan that was saying it tastes like pasta in your mouth? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I, threw, I threw that out first. You threw then, that out first, and then Nathan was Then he confirmed it. I was like, Yes, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Nathan was making fun of you because, like, well, how, how else would you have pasta? Do you not put it in your mouth? <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't mention that comment. I think Cassidy's the one that threw that out real quick. Oh, whatever. But we were it, just it, having shenanigans. It was a mix up. But, anyways, that tastes like Italian. Yeah. And a wing, which you, is you good. You just want to expect that yeah. to have prom. We actually, we almost ordered that. Nathan and I like looked at that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we should just get parmesan garlic." And he looked at me, and he's like, "Ah, like that's that's weird. Like that might not be good." And then I had a bite of yours, and I was like, oh, "Dang it!" 
<laughs> was good, but was I, really I good. do like the bourbon. I think I like the bourbon the best. Really? Okay. I think it's my favorite non-spicy yeah. wing. I don't know. I've been struggling with mustard lately. I, I liked it for a while. I started out hating it. I liked it for a while, and yeah. lately I just, I don't know. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. Mustard's tricky. It's kind of that back yeah. and forth one. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of back right now, <laughs> as opposed to forth. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about you, Miguel? Well, I guess what was the what was the challenge that you guys partaked in? And you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I kind of want to know like what your take on that was. Like, so so Buffalo emailed me this month saying I could get a free thing of snack wings just because it's my birthday this month. But I so I, I was trying to cash in on it today, and, and I told Lars, "Hey, let's, uh, or I actually told the group, hey, let's let, let's just share some wings, you know." And we wanted to do blazing wings, but they weren't down. And so Lars looked at me. He's like, I'd be down. I'd be down for that. And so <laughs> me and I was like, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, no. let's get some. And so we, I cashed in on that snack because it was like five wings. And so she brought it over. Long story short, we didn't finish them. Um, we have unfinished businesses, as I like to put it. If I could describe seeing Miguel, first of all, it was interesting seeing Lars. Lars was like, I don't want to know. I'm like not a quitter. I'm going to still eat it. So he was like hopping and being like, yes, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this. Like, you go, Lars. <laughs> and Miguel just like, his eyes, he just was not there. Like, he just he looked just dead inside. like his soul was just gone. Like, he just <laughs> was like trying so hard to not like fall over or something and i had seen this before like uh i'm like so many shout outs right now but shout out to jen for like uh i've seen this like almost two years ago actually yeah almost uh i saw my good friend of mine like eat these wings and he just had this look of regret he was crying like all this stuff and so when miguel was like oh you want to you want to share some wings you want to share some of blazing and i was like no <laughs> i've seen how this guy yeah. it, it wasn't pretty Ugh. If you guys want to know exactly what happened, make sure to look at that video we're going to post definitely. after this episode. Yeah. Um, Keep an eye out for when Nathan says, did Miguel just puke? <laughs> yeah. It, he didn't. FYI, I didn't. It sounded like I did, but just go ahead and check out that video. But, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. overall, it's, I don't know. Overall, it, I want to kind of wrap up this segment because I feel like a lot of people have gone to B-dubs. Let's. I want you guys' general thoughts on the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... I, I struggle with B-dubs. It's, uh... The environment just just so distracting to me. I can't keep my eyes off of a TV. And the wings, they're fine. They're not bad. Not the best quality, I would say. The sauce doesn't really gel with the meat very well. But they're, they're good. They're not bad quality. They're just... If you really want good quality wings, I'd probably say go somewhere else. I would agree with that. It's a good... uh, It's one of those establishments where if you're, like, hanging out with a group of friends and you're like, man, where do you guys want to go? Oh, Tai Chili. No, we've been there, like, 14 times. Or, like, you know, what about Chipotle? Yeah, I know we've been there so much. And then you think about all, like, the things that you want to go, but then you're like... What's the place we have? Oh, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, we'll go there because it's decent food, mm-hmm. but it's not like this. Yes, like this is the place that I would like to go to now. Like that. Yes, like mm-hmm. I love the food, love the community, all this stuff. It's not necessarily. It's a good like. <laughs> dare I say afterthought? It's no. We, we can't go here. Let's go to Buffalo. It's kind of right. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it. 
It's, I would say that too. It's, it's a, it, it was tasty. Like I ate my food and I was enjoying it. I was enjoying, you know, watching you guys yeah. like sweat, you know, <laughs> it was like entertaining, yeah. but I will say it does still kind of get that bow and vine factor where just the variety of sauces makes oh, it for sure. Oh yeah. Itself. But we're not guessing cause we know what we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not guessing. In case you guys haven't heard the other episode. Me and Sauce, me and Sauce, me and Lars, <laughs> me and Lars got every sauce, but it wasn't labeled, so we were just trying to figure it out. It's, it, it was a fun experience. Anyways, but but yes, I would agree. It, you do get that kind of bow and bind factor on just the sauce variation, but I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's kind of like, it's not your first choice you want to go to, like, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Sorry, you know? Nate. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we still love you, brother. Keep that as your lunch spot. I'll, I'll still go. Don't worry. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was fun and, and it's just fun to always have friends there. I yeah. think, I think that's one of the, what makes it really fun is just, you can just have, have people you enjoy being around and that, that makes up for the nuts as high food quality. We would yeah. do that with, uh, when band camp would start, um, we would take, cause, cause I'm part of the, I was part of the trumpet section. We would, we would go and take all the new members and the returning members out to different locations and. Uh, the the favorite has been Buffalo because like they it's it's big enough to where you can support thirty people <laughs> yeah um but it it's it's a good like kind of expensive I would say like the wings are a little expensive but uh but a decently priced decent atmosphere in order to have like decent conversation and have good food that can fit that many people one great um, thing I have to say about it is there aren't very many restaurants you can go to and just be super rowdy and not feel bad about it. Buffalo Wild That's Wings true. is one of those. Yeah, one yeah. of the very few. And they have trivia night, I heard. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they do, yeah they do all kinds of cool things like that. Granted, there's a lot of different places that do trivia. But yeah, they... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, but good place overall. But let's talk about this last place. This, let's, let's jump into this last segment. And it's kind of <laughs> special because Corinne's never been there, even though she lives like a thousand feet away from the spot. <laughs> I, I literally do. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> But this last place we went to, relatively new, and it's, it's kind of a hidden gem right now because not a lot of people know about it, surprisingly. Some do, some don't. Obviously. Right. <laughs> Even people who live a thousand feet away from it. But last place we went to was Tacos on the Shin. But it wasn't the intended place. It was like it the wasn't. Little, it it was wasn't. Like the, <laughs> it was like the it was like the gem in all the rocks and stuff. Yeah. You know, like we were searching for a specific place. But what was it again? We wanted yeah, to go we, to. We really wanted to do a food truck. We had the Hawaiian place, yeah. Kissing Aloha in mind. Thought they'd be open on Saturday. Unfortunately, they weren't. So we just were like, well, tacos on machine. They're they're open. Yeah. The funny part was so in that spot where the Hawaiian food cart's at. There's three other food carts. Me and Lars were talking before. It's like, okay, if this place isn't open, we'll go to this place next to it. If this place isn't open, we'll go to this place next to it. And if this place isn't open, we'll go to this place. They were all closed. Oh, <laughs> they were oh, all yeah. closed. So we're like, yeah, let's go to Taco Bell Machine. That's, <laughs> I mean, Corinne's never been there, so this would be a special treat for her. Yeah. I had oh. never been there either. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, How wow. did you not know this, Mickey? I didn't pick on that. I didn't <laughs> pick up on that. I thought he had been there. I think I might have told you I'd been there because I had it mixed up with the place across the corner. Oh, La Roquita? Yeah. Got you. So for those of you who don't know, it's diagonally across from La Roquita on Western, and I believe the street is 4th? Yes. Okay. Yes, 4th. Like right across from Dairy Mart, diagonally across from La Roquita. Yeah. But... 
kind of hiding in the alley behind a big sketchy building. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If any of you are gamers, it kind of feels like a, a weird Easter egg that you'd find as a side hunt in like a, a an RPG. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, yeah. La Roquita, let's like war, <laughs> like heal. <laughs> oh, side quest complete. Found La Roquita. They found La Rio. No, not La Roquita. Takazama machine. Exactly. But they have a food cart outside of the building. And inside the building, it's like a bar they have. So if you're like over 21, you can go in. But the first one that I want to give a little history on it. The first thing they opened up there was the actually the food cart. So the food cart um, was actually opened over a year ago to, to today. And then the building, the brick and mortar, opened up shortly after that. In case for those of you who want to know. And the owners of the place, their names are Noe and Edith Morales. Um, they were not related. But there's a there's a change in one letter, uh. but um, but they are from their original restaurant started in Albany. So there's a little bit of a how should we say it? an exception to this episode because it's not straight up a local like it started in Corvallis type restaurant, but it is still local because they haven't franchised it. Um, same thing we did with Bowen Bayern. Yeah, exactly. Same deal we did with Bowen Bayern. So just so you guys know, we're not going to claim it. It's starting Corvallis. But I want to get your guys' initial thoughts on the place, just the overall experience, and then we'll dive quickly into the food. Well, it was it was fun uh, in, in a lot of different ways because, like, you know, we, we were just talking about how, like, I need to go to Taco Bell Machine. And I've heard that from a lot of people, good friends of mine, like, saying, Taco Bell Machine, you need to go there. And I was like, oh, okay, and... And, um, so to be able to be like, oh, I guess we'll just go to Tacos on Machine because, like, everything else is closed. We'll just have lunch there. So Miguel goes up to the, the, the food cart and he's, like, talking in Spanish with the, the cook. And so that was fun to see all that. And then I get up there and I'm like, I am definitely not going to talk in Spanish. <laughs> like, I want right. this. And, and so I ordered a, uh, uh, a torta without jalapenos because I am not a fan of spice. I like a little spice, but not to the point where I sweat. Eat blazing wings. Yeah, eat blazing wings. <laughs> Throw some right? blazing wings sauce on there. No yeah. kidding. Um, and had the meat I chose was like the all store, so that's like the marinated um, pork meat, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. Yes. Um, and little background with that i have had like real like authentic tortas in tijuana mexico mm-hmm. um and i've had it twice in my life um mm-hmm. and this i mean really really like the handmade bread like they had their own like homemade like mayo that they would cook with the bread on top of like the stove with like the nice shaved pork that was on like the spit and like their beef and made like fresh pico de gallo and like all these different types of onions and like guacamole and I like pounded that on that torta and it was like a blessing. It was so good. So that's my experience. That was my first ever experience of eating a torta. With Tijuana. Yeah, in okay, Tijuana. Yeah, Tijuana. or uh, Ensenada. It's one of those two. I can't remember. Like they're <laughs> yeah. close with each other. Somewhere in so Mexico is what you're somewhere saying. Somewhere in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, so that was my first experience eating a torta. So that's mm-hmm. my, that's like the, t- like height and the standard that I have, which is a little sad because when I, high, right, it's a little, uh, high. Is a little <laughs> high, right? And so this is okay, when I order, and I haven't ordered a lot of tortas because I know it wouldn't be as good, right? But I was like, you know, tacos on machine. I hear that it's really good, so I'll try it. I'll stick my foot out there, and I this torta comes out. First of all, it's huge. 
<laughs> like huge. I was like, how am I going to finish this? And I ate it and it was really good. It wasn't as like fantastic because it's not like right. local in Mexico. But um, it was really, really good for what it was. And the meat was really good. The meat was really just tender and had a lot of like good spices and and overall like a really good meal. And I was like sharing it with everybody and be like, yes, eat this, eat this, eat this. This was good. So yeah 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 for right. sure and i gotta take a bite out of it and it's good it's uh it's funny because so corvallis they don't have the strongest reputation for mexican food but tacos on machine if you haven't been there helps corvallis's case for their mexican food reputation because this is solid to the solid standard what mexican food should be i'm not saying it's the greatest. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's solid standard. This is what Mexican food should be tasting like. And so it's funny because up until now, you know, we finally get something that we're like, okay, good. This is like close to what authentic Mexican food should taste like. And yes, I would agree with that torta. So good. I was like, oh man, I wish I could have got that, but I got tacos. But Lars, what, what did you think? Of the torta? Of the torta and just yeah. the place in general, because I know you that's your first time there. One cool thing about the torta that stood out to me was uh, it reminded me a lot of of what we were eating um, when we were first inspired to do beaver bites at Little Morocco. There was, I don't remember what it was called, but there was some, something we were eating at Little Morocco that had a really similar flavor um, to, to that torta, to those spices in that torta. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, it was a really cool flavor. Uh, I don't remember it as well as I wish I did. Um, but yeah, it had really unique spices to it. It was really cool. Um, but then, yeah, the whole experience, it was neat. I love about food carts, how they, or food trucks, how they have such just short, concise menus that are really to the point so they can really just pick a couple things and do them really well. They're not trying to spread themselves thin over a bunch of different dishes they just have their their list and you pick something off of it and be happy <laughs> keep it simple yeah it works yeah so i got the 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 quesadilla yes. with lengua which i'd never tried before and oh man what is lengua it's cow tongue it's it is cow tongue yeah and that was so delightful wow yeah. i was i loved it that I, was so yeah. tender. Yeah. Is that your first time with cow tongue? Yeah, first time. What? That was also my first what? time, too. Yeah. That is a little mind-blowing. When we were describing, before food came out, right. you were kind of describing it, and you're like, it's kind of like the, you know, you're kind of your own tongue, like kind of like yeah. tender, and we were yeah, all like chewing on our tongues a little bit, like, really? <laughs> but what I thought in like? my head, I was like, oh, I just don't really, that's just the idea. As an animal science major, like, I've seen cows. <laughs> like, I know, like, just what they do and what they eat yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just the thought of eating a cow tongue, I was like, Mm-mm. but when I got to taste yours, I was like, dang, wow, that's like insanely good. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I will say this when I ask people if they'd ever be interested in cow tongue, the reactions are usually maybe, yeah, I'd probably give it a try or ew, no, because <laughs> it's no longer technically like meat flesh. It's more like a, an appendage or organ type of, yeah. you know, taste. I mean, and it is still a muscle, but it's different. It's yeah, it's, it's a different quite, type of texture. Quite a different Yeah, muscle. the texture gets people. That's why they're kind of weirded out. 
Um, oh, you know, when that they do taste is so it. good, though. <laughs> then there's something also weird about them thinking, "Ew, I'm eating a tongue," and it's, there's a tongue with a tongue in my mouth, and so it, it gets weird. Well, I like what you did, Miguel. You liked it because you ordered some uh, lingua with your tacos. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you you didn't even say what it was. You're like, try this, because like I, that was right before I had yours, and I had your taco a bite of that, and that was the cow tongue. And I just never even thought about like, man, like I'm eating cow tongue. I think that's the best way to introduce people was like generally talk about it yeah and then get your don't food tell them and then just, just give it, it to them like, <laughs> just give it to them no bias yeah. it's funny because our friends our friends mike and laura mike did that to his wife laura was like hey try this and told her afterward and she is so mad at him <laughs> still to this day <laughs> oh. for that <laughs> no well i guess it doesn't really work for everybody but yeah. it worked out because it was really really tasty because yeah. you had um a quesadilla right no. Yeah, it was yeah, a quesadilla. Yeah, it was a quesadilla. And I will say, as far as quesadilla structure goes, that was good. They do not skimp on the cheese. That was a lot of cheese, some kind of white cheese. I wonder if it was Oaxaca. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, it's probably mozzarella or Oaxaca, something along those lines. And, yeah, there was a lot of it. It was just a solid, chunky quesadilla. It was good. We inhaled our food. It yeah, just we were so gone. hungry. We like, did. We did. I don't it's funny because your, your girlfriend was there, and she I, she normally doesn't eat her entire meal, but she just, like, she's going, like, really just eating her food quick. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen this girl throw down like yeah. that. <laughs> she usually, like, she will sit there. She'll have, like, half of her food sitting on her plate, and I'll, and she'll offer it to me. I'll be like, are you done? Like, what? No, yeah, don't I'll give she'll, it to I'll me. Or she'll take, like, little bits and just, like, put it in her mouth, but she was just going at it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a monster. <laughs> but... Um, I will say this. You had the torta. You had the quesadilla. I had the tacos. You both had the tacos. And from what I understood, you, you both enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. I also got the carne asada. Yeah. Great carne asada. Great lengua. They're just solid. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but they're, they're just a solid. I think they're a restaurant that brings Corvallis in the right, in the step in the right direction to having good Mexican food. And I think they're a, a good pillar for... For the community to start integrating delicious Mexican food. Because there's other Mexican restaurants out there. But sadly, and they will at some point be featured on our podcast. But they don't have a strong as a case to say this is good Mexican food. So but I don't know what you guys, your guys' final thoughts are on the location. I'm not going to argue with the Mexican in the room. But there's there's a couple <laughs> other Mexican restaurants around yeah. Corvallis that I'm pretty excited about. Okay. One of them you have specifically bashed, but we'll get to that when we get to that. But okay. Yeah, I really like Tacos on Machine. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Corinne? I mentioned this earlier, but like I, when people would tell me that you should try Tacos on Machine when they've heard that I like Taco Vino. And as we've kind of finished our food, I like kind of looked at you guys and I was like, you know, I wouldn't even classify Taco Vino as like an authentic Mexican restaurant. Like that's just not something that I would classify that. Um, and... So I feel like they're super separate in what they, like, desire. And so on Tacos El Machine, I would say, like, yeah, like, this is a really, really, really good uh, restaurant for what it does. And especially, like, it has that authentic Mexican feel and, like, super simple, like, uh, you know, menu. Um, I've had La Roquita. Um, I haven't really done more than La Roquita. I mean, I've done Chipotle, but that's like Americanized. Like, that's totally different, I feel like. Um, But I would say just even in my limited experience of having Mexican food that, yeah, Taco Zone Machine is pretty dang good. 
for what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, for those of you who haven't tried it, go try it. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. Try Lingua. It's it is. outstanding. <laughs> take, take the risk. Take the leap of faith. I yeah, like that's that. That's how it Tau, cow, cow, yeah. Tongue. Yeah. Lingua. But that takes us to the end of our episode today. Corinne, once again, thank you so much for being here. We had so yeah. much fun having yeah. you. Again, congrats on the engagement. <laughs> um, thank you. Just, I don't know if you have any last comments before we, we conclude this episode. Be sure to like and I want to say subscribe because, you know, YouTube. But like and follow these guys. They they work very hard to to create a content that is enjoyable and actually can provide insight to what Corvallis has to offer. Um, I really, really enjoy uh, just, like, getting to be able to hang out with them and eat the food and get to experience, like, what they bring to the table. No pun intended. But, <laughs> um, that was good. But, uh, yeah, feel free to, to follow them. Watch that video. Highly recommend. It's pretty entertaining. Um, but thank you guys for having me on the show. I'm glad to, to be a part of it and to give a taste of what this, like, feels like. And also not a pun intended. Anyways, <laughs> I could ramble. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be on again. Okay. Okay. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Corinne. Well, awesome. And again, we enjoy doing this. We love you also. Any listeners out there who want to be our next guest, please email us. Please give us suggestions. Highly recommend. We're always waiting and always willing to listen to feedback. We're always trying to improve the show. Again, if you guys haven't checked out our Facebook page, go ahead and do that our Twitter page, and our Snapchat page. Well, not page, but follow us or add us on Snapchat. And also be looking forward to that Instagram page, which me and Lars are still in the works, and we're hoping to get on Apple Podcasts. But once again, we are your co-host, Lars Gunderson, myself, Miguel Morales, here today joined by Karen Nelson. So, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to share us with your family and friends, and go Beeves. Go, go Beeves.